Welcome to Teachings in the Air. air, air. Welcome to Teachings in the Air podcast with Jerry Oldman. Coming to you from Hunkaminam Territory with a podcast series about Indigenous men's health and wellness. We aim to inspire, motivate, and empower Indigenous men to be sound in mind, body, and spirit because that's what health means. Hello, this is Teachings in the Air with Jerry Oldman. Today I'm coming to you from the unceded territory of the Muskegon people, the Coast Salish people. Their neighbors are Tsleil-Waututh and Squamish. Then you go up the river, and there's uh, Stalo people. You go across the island, and there's Chimenez and Duncan, Tsartlip, the Coast Salish peoples. You know, I have a special connection with the Coast Salish people. They took me in in the year 2001. They treat me like a son, like a nephew, like a brother, like an uncle. So today's podcast is, um, you know, the series is about strong mind, strong body, strong spirit. And when you make all of those three areas strong, you have a strong heart. You have a kind heart. And we take care of our mind, our body, and our spirit. So the name of today's podcast is Going Home with Fit Nation. Because when I talk about home, I mean how we used to live before. We come from a very healthy people, as indigenous people before contact. Strong in mind, body, and spirit. You know, we, we were in this life, and we knew how to train our youngsters to have physical strength, mental strength, spiritual strength. And because of that, they were good people. They were kind. They were resilient, truly resilient. You know, I am very proud of indigenous peoples before contact because I've traveled across, across the land and heard them talk about their ancestors, how physically strong they were, mentally, spiritually. And I'm just so proud of them for the way they live, their way of life. They talk about seven generations. And the generations is 80 years. You know, so 560 years. They say we need to live in a way that 560 years from now, the ones that have followed us, our descendants, we're going to have food that we have and a life that we have. You know, so we all must accept this seventh generation's philosophy that we're going to teach people to be fit, so 560 years from now, 
we're going to have Fit Nation, you know, and um, being healthy literally means that, to have a strong mind, you know, to, how do you develop a strong mind? How do you know the mind is strong? It's when there's no confusion about who they are, you know, or they can talk about their feelings in a good way, not end up fighting each other and being violent because their mind is good. And the most important thing is they can learn. We can lay teachings at their feet and they pick it up and they run with it. That's a good mind. In their body, of course, we all know you have physical strength, you have endurance. Life's going to be easier for you. You can go all day and feel good about it. And your body is strong. Your mind is strong. Then the spirit. I've meditated for years and what's what makes a good spirit? First off, the spirit is what's holding our body together. There's different beliefs where our spirit comes from. And I like the one where they say we come from the stars, the star nations. The spirit comes and holds our body together. I've come to understand we know someone with a strong spirit, if they're kind, they want to be successful. And they're, you know, they live in such a way that people want to be with them because their spirit is so kind. And they want to be successful at everything they do being a family member, being a brother, a sister, a daughter, a son, an uncle, a cousin, you know, have the same nation, same nationality, or Canadian. We want to be successful at it. Everything from doing chores to being a student to being an employee or an employer, we want to be successful at it. That's a sign of a good spirit. They don't avoid things. They face things head on. They do their best. So that's what fitness is about, being healthy is about. So I'm so lucky today, you know, to be with some beautiful human beings that have given their life to fitness, to sharing teachings about how to take care of this body of ours how to condition specific muscle groups in the body, you know, how to work together as a people. I came to this group <laughs> many years ago. <laughs> you know, I'm having a senior moment. They call it old timers. <laughs> you know, I can't remember the date when I first come to. It is called, um, you know, Honor Your Health Challenge, the first time I come with Denise, Denise Lacoy. Um, you know, the current director, Robin Edgar, told me that um, in the Honor Your Health Challenge, you know, that there's over 3,000 leaders that just work with people to walk and run to do things to honor their own health and that there are 170 Fit Nation leaders in this province. You know, they, they're they given teachings on how to train people 
get people to work together as a team just for fitness. And, you know, when you combine that fit nation and honor your health, she says there were 60,000 participants in this province. When I hear those words, 60,000, I get filled with hope that our people are going home to be fit nation again. To me, that means there are little children learning how to do a lunge, how to do a sumo squat, how to do a push-up, how to do a burpee, you know, all of the things that fit nation's about. When I hear those numbers, that's what I envisioned. I see in people doing squats and lunges and working together in our province, British Columbia. And they just didn't keep still, Fit Nation, Ice Park didn't keep still. They also learned to work with diabetics and with people in the, the wheelchairs, you know, the, our handicapped people. They don't forget people. You know, they do training programs for children, for elders, for teenagers, for adults. No one is excluded. And I'm so proud of this organization for the work that they do. And um, so I have guests with me today from iSpark. And I want them to, first off, I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves, you know, where they're from, a bit about their family, their, their people, and how they got to come to iSpark, healthy living, honor your health, you know, fit nation. How did you get here? So because I'm in Coast Salish territory, I'm required to go to my right. So I have a man with me. His name is Richard. So I'd like you to introduce yourself to my listeners on Teachings in the Air, please. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for including me here today. And uh, hello to everybody out in teaching out there in the internet. Um, my name is Richard Peter, also Salah Keenum from Couch and Tribes, which is over on Vancouver Island uh, here in BC. Um, I guess, yeah, it's a quick background. I think, I think you do know my, my grandfather, Ray Peter. And so that's uh, where I come from, and, and he's a you know a great community leader, and and uh, he's always out there with people and stuff. And so I think that's you know as you're talking about with a lot of the teachings that get passed down, and I think that's what I've learned from my family and my community, just to work within our organizations and our you know with the family, and and so how I got included with Icebark here is um, I came on sort of as an indigenous athlete but also an athlete with a, with a disability. Uh, so I've got uh, an SCI injury. I got hurt over 45 years ago. I was hurt when I was a kid. So once I got involved in the sports, just with my family, it was pretty brand new back in the late 70s, early 80s. And so we had a lot of friends and family that would always make up games. And so once I spark and once I heard about Fit Nation, I was like, oh, I've got to be part of that too and, and that's part of my job that I'm always out there trying to introduce sports and activity to new SCI members and and also back to our indigenous communities and you know I got very lucky I got a lot of help for me to get to where I am right now and and I was uh you know got very lucky to represent Canada for wheelchair basketball and so as a Paralympic athlete that's been a great honor for me to represent Canada but also to represent Couch and Tribes and my people 
and my family. And so, like I said, I got a lot of help for me to get where I am here today. So I want to try to give back and help with the rest of my, my friends and family and other other young Richards that are out there. Hopefully <laughs> find them and get them out playing sports too. Thank you. I just like to, um, um, obviously, I don't know what SCI is. Can you tell me what that is? Sorry, SCI is a spinal cord injury. Okay, spinal yeah. cord injury. Okay, thank you, Richard. Amanda, can you introduce yourself to the people, please? Yes, hello, listeners. My name is Amanda DeFay, and I'm a member of the Métis Nation of BC. Um, my mom um, and her side of the family is Cree Métis from the Red River region. And then on my dad's side of the family, we're, we're mixed European. I was born here in um, on Musqueam territory, but now reside on Sequatmagulu um, in Kamloops. And I became part of uh, the Healthy Living Icebark programming about 10 years ago, which I can't believe. I don't think I'm old enough to be involved with something <laughs> for 10 years. <laughs> Um, and the program that I was uh, involved in during my university days was called HealthBeat. And it's a health screening program that really the mission or goal of the program is for participants of our Fit Nation, of our Run Walk, of our Honor Your Health Challenge, to not only learn about um, some of the risk factors they might have for chronic disease, like diabetes, like heart disease, like cancer, but then to start with a health screening, embark in their program, and then come back for a secondary health screening where we test all the same results and they can experience how movement is medicine. Uh, so once I got involved with that, I fell in love and just realized this is what I've been called to do. This is why I've been um, put on this earth is to share movement with people. And so eventually I ended up joining the iSpark family. And when I um, came to Fit Nation, I was like, whoa, movement is medicine, motion is lotion. What an incredible family to be part of. You have to bring me back. So since then, I've been fortunate enough to been here uh, for about six, seven years now. Um, and, you know, I'll be with the Fit Nation family evermore. Okay, Amanda, thank you. I just wanted to, um, can you explain what you were testing with individuals? Yeah, so the HealthBeat screening um, consists of a questionnaire, which composes of overall, you know, health and wellness, how active participants are um, before starting the program. Uh, there's a question on mental health, sleep, uh, nutrition, everything um, that contributes to our health and wellness. Um, or at least individual health and wellness. You know, there's society factors that we don't um, ask about, but we are really interested in that. And then we measure blood pressure. We measure grip strength for overall muscular strength, which, fun fact, that is the best measurement um, for determining premature mortality or early death. Um, it's actually the number one measure of health that we have uh, in science. And then we do a six-minute walk test for fitness, and we measure cholesterol and blood sugar as well. Oh, thank you, because now people know what you were testing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we have, um, with, uh, I have with us today on Teachings in the Air, the man from the East that brought Fit Nation in its new form to us, because remember, we were a Fit Nation. So he's bringing something home to us, so... 
Dwayne, can you introduce yourself to the people, please? Thank you, Jerry. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Dwayne Roberts. Um, I come from uh, Toronto, to Ontario, under traditional lands of the Mississauga of the Credit First Nations. And um, I was approached probably about 14 years ago by uh, a gentleman of, uh, by the name of Rick Brett, who is the uh, um, director of uh, IceSpark, and um, was asked to uh, create a, a fitness program that uh, helped Indigenous communities um, become healthier, but uh, also broke down barriers of um, lack of um, uh, abilities to use uh, fitness facilities or, or um, equipment or uh, any, any barriers that stood in the way of, of Indigenous communities. And um, I can say 14 years later, uh, we have what we have now, which is uh, Fit Nation. Uh, we are training um, community leaders twice a year, uh, upwards of... Uh, 15 to 20 leaders, and um, as Jerry mentioned earlier, we we have been very successful, and, and now we're up to over 170 uh, trained fitness leaders, and it's an honor to say that um, I helped create this program, and, and, and I'm able to see it every year and as it uh, evolves and, and become uh, what it is today. Thank you, Dwayne. The next one that I'd like for him to introduce you himself to you as I call him my nephew, or I call him Grandmaster. So he's going to borrow um, a mic there from Dwayne. Thank you very much, Jerry. And I just want to acknowledge my friends who spoke before me. And my Nishka name is Ayam Ganao, which means fast frog. My mother's side of the family comes from the, the Gitsan Nation, from the community of Kispiox. And my father's side of the family is Nishka from the community of Gitlagdamics. And I'm very, very, very proud to say that I'm part of the Fit Nation family. Uh, that is what we promote ourselves to be whenever we have new leaders that we train in front of us, each and every forum, that they are joining the Fit Nation family. Because that is exactly how I feel whenever I leave this room after a few days of training and lots of meaningful words and teachings are shared throughout the time we have with the leaders we're training and with our main hopes that they feel welcome that they feel like they're in a safe space to be who they are as an individual and do the best we can to help them find their voice and find confidence within themselves that they don't know that they already have and just encourage them to gain some new teachings, have some more knowledge in how to adapt a fitness program within their community. And I'm very excited to share that. I think we accomplished that goal this week in, in the Musqueam territory where we trained 11 new leaders and five second year Fit Nation leaders to continue their journey in serving their community. I didn't really know what I was really looking for when I graduated from post-secondary or, you know, we all go through that phase in our life where we're graduated from the school systems that were put in. And I can look back now and just say I was looking to find my voice maybe and looking to find out who I can be in community. 
at what my role is going to be in community. Uh, I did. I can't say that's what I was going through back then, but as I reflect, I think that's what I was doing. And my granny just told me that my feelers, my feelers are out, and I'm just trying to find my way. And Fit Nation leadership training, hundred percent helped me find my voice, find out who I want to be in this world, and. That's what I've been doing the best I can the past almost eight or nine years with the Fit Nation family is to continue to practice my my skills as a leader, as an individual to help motivate others to find their voice if that's what they're looking for and just inspire them to be what I already see in them. I, I saw the new leaders this week and I, can, I was like, I was exactly in those shoes in 2014. Uh, might be a little unsure of the content they're they're learning and unsure how to put it to practice, but that's that's what happens with anything new. Uh, and I say like, I was exactly in those shoes, so I was just here to to be the cousin to them, to be the brother to them, or be that just that welcoming, smiling face to them. Like, hey, you got this. I was like that too. My first year, just find your own style. Find stick with your strengths and learn from your community and like a beautiful things are going to happen and it's all going to be because of you. So it's hard to believe that all of the things I just said happen with a physical activity program, but I always see things big picture and I'm just proud to say Fit Nation was Michelle Webster calls it the secret sauce. <laughs> Fit Nation helped make that all happen for me and Anything I do in the future is because of everything I learned in this program and those who helped create it and are a part of it today. Thank you, nephew. You know, I know I've been around now Fit Nation leaders and trainers now for a good many years, and I hear about the challenges that they see our people going through, you know, our population with diabetes, with cancer, with obesity, all kinds of problems that everybody in society has. It's just not indigenous people. But I've also heard success stories that they would witness and hear from Fit Nation leaders as they come back for 2.0 or, you know, they'd hear the success. So, Amanda, I'd just like you to share with the, the listeners about some of the challenges you've seen or even your own challenges you had around fitness, because this is to inspire and motivate people to be fit, and also to some of the successes, that, or maybe share a success that you, you've heard of participants going through Fit Nation. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. Um, I think for so many people, fitness is intimidating. Um, you know, the gyms and the weights, and it's it's not a very friendly place to find yourself in when, when you're learning. And um, oftentimes we have leaders come in who, you know, may feel like this is out of their comfort zone, this is out of their um, skills, this is, this is unfamiliar and, and scary, just like Daniel was saying, you know, when you first walk in that door. Um, but to see how the leaders over the three days um, really transform and pick up those teachings that we as a collective lay at their feet and then take it home with them and then go on to inspire their community members is just incredible. 
Um, you know, and we never know exactly how Fit Nation is impacted, but when we have those stories shared with us, we're just so honored to be part of the program. And one of the ones that comes to mind is, um, it was actually at a health beat screening. It was up north in Prince George. And a lady came and she said, all I want is to be able to get on the floor to play with my grandchildren. That is what I'm looking to get out of this. And I can't do that right now, but that is really um, something I want more than anything else. So she went on her Fit Nation program. And when she came back, I'll never forget this. She had tears in her eyes because she was able to get on the floor and play with her grandchildren. Not only was she able to get on the floor, uh, she was also able to chase after her grandchildren and play with them. <laughs> and so, you know, just those stories like that, um, which, you know, is not a, a big request and maybe isn't something you associate with fitness, but that's what fitness is. Fitness isn't just exercise. Um, fitness is movement. Movement is medicine. And Fit Nation is life. Like, that is what we are aiming to achieve here and to share that with others. Thank you. Geez, that brought tears to my eyes because <laughs> I'm a grandfather and I'm, I'm glad I can get down on the floor. I know it's getting harder for me, but I can do it. Uh, Dwayne, you've been around now since the beginning of this Fit Nation journey here in British Columbia. And what are the challenges you've seen and what are share a success story? Uh, well, to be honest, um, the challenges have always been around um, making sure that we have enough adaptations, enough modifications so that um, we pride ourselves and, and, and Fit Nation as being an inclusive uh, uh, program so that when um, you go into community, um, we want to prepare our leaders for every, oppor every possible um, opportunity or, or, or issue that could arise when they're delivering their program. So a good example, we've had a couple leaders uh, who were actually... Um, over at uh, Gathering Our Voices, which is a, um, a youth conference. And, and they had a couple of hundred uh, students participating in a, uh, in a Fit Nation program. And the door opened and, and enrolled in, in a wheelchair, um, one of the premier award winners, um, Corey. And Corey's now been able to join our, our, our program in Fit Nation and help develop the, the wheeling uh, portion of our program uh, because our leaders, you know, called a timeout, took the time to talk to Corey and 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 hear and understand where he came from, uh, and and at being a premier athlete, um, he had uh, the ability to be physically active, but with limitations. So it was them modifying uh, the movements in the program to make sure that they fit. Uh, they were able to get him involved into the program. So. That's kind of one of the successes. Me starting the program and and, and creating it uh, 14 years ago, um, it was uh, an eye-opening experience. It's every day I learned from uh, from our Fit Nation leaders and and return leaders because what I saw 14 years ago, Jerry, is not what I it is today, mm -hmm. um, and that is pleasant surprise for me it, it brings tears to my eyes when I see leaders go away with the teachings that we lay at their feet and come back and provide for me and for other um, uh, previous leaders new opportunities and new ways to use the same 
uh, um, exercises and activities that we use, but just in a different environment. So we encourage that when leaders leave us after their training, that we expect that when they come back as 2.0 leaders, they're coming back and they're going to be showing us uh, as the uh, facilitators something new about this program that we didn't see. And every year they never fail us. There's always something that, that we leave with. And, and this year's happens to be, you know, uh, using Fit Nation in a game of a, in a form of a board game, which is uh, an, ed- an educator used with their, their students uh, when COVID hit and, and uh, Zoom was the big thing. She had to find a way to keep her, her uh, students active and moving. And so she created a board game. And what a great opportunity. What a great way to really think outside the box and, and, uh, and find the means for her, her students to be active. So that, yeah. to me, is a great success. Okay. Can you share your mantra? <laughs> Any... Anytime, anywhere, any place. So what did you mean by that when you first said that to us? Um, well, because the really the, the guidelines that were given to me was, um, Dwayne, we need to create a program that helps um, the youth, that helps um, uh, those adults, and that helps elders. So to me, that was the anyone. Um, anytime was uh, the program can be used at any time of the day. So if it's a band office um, uh, gathering of um, workers at lunchtime, if it's an after-school program, if it's an elders walk in the middle of the day implementing uh, Fit Nation, that was the anywhere uh, and and any time. The anywhere is you don't need a gym, you don't need a, a structure, you just need to have space and be able to move. And like you have taught us, um, movement is medicine, and that's really what we take away with the um, anytime, anywhere, any places. Uh, you could be doing it down by the river. You could do it prior to your canoe journey. You can do it in preparation of your con- for your canoe journey. You can do it as a youth uh, preparing for the uh, North American Indigenous Games. Or you can do it as a youth just you know, preparing your body to be healthier and, and be more active in your community. Likewise, an elder, um, when uh, um, Ben had mentioned um, her elder that she encountered, those are stories we hear all the time, is just being able to be active on a daily basis and being able to do the things that, um, as an elder, we would want to do uh, and not let our body uh, inhibit that, uh, that opportunity. Oh, thank you. That, that always sticks with me, that, that mantra. Richard, can you share some of the challenges you've experienced or you've seen and the success that you've also witnessed? Actually, uh, just even to talk more with uh, Dwayne just talked about and just with inclusion and diversity and, you know, trying to adapt programs. And, you know, I got injured in the late 70s. And, you know, I owe a lot to the teachers and, you know, my family too that really adapted any program and, and game that we could just play. And so we were part of adaptation, you know, way back before it was, uh, I guess, sort of trendy nowadays. But um, so that was pretty awesome that my family and my community could really support me in that that manner. And I know that happens in a lot of different communities here in B.C. and all across Canada. Um, as I mentioned that, yeah, there is, you know, we have a lot of uh, the disabled community in many different regions. And so that's one of the big things, too, that, you know, I want to definitely try to get out there and, and introduce sport you know i now work with uh, bc wheelchair sports and we do a program called the indigenous bridge in the gap and that's why partially why i'm here today too and and that i'll work 
you know, with any group and any organization, any community, um, and mainly exactly in the name and bridge the gap that we try to introduce para sports, uh, any kind of recreation activity to anybody who wants to get out and try it. You know, as Dwayne was just talking about that, you know, um, you know, we're not just going to focus on wheelchair basketball or tennis or athletics. And, and so I'll say, Oh, what else do you want to do? Do you want to do hockey, skiing, horseback ride and get out in the kayak, get out in the canoe, do some paddling and, so we'll definitely try to find some equipment, some adaptive equipment to make sure that that's as easy as possible and as accessible. So that's one of the big things that we've got a lot of, you know, a wide community that we still can find, you know, a lot more adaptive equipment. You know, back when I got injured, there wasn't the internet. There wasn't all that information on the phone. There wasn't teaching in the air. You know, there wasn't <laughs> that. And so yeah. we couldn't find out about this information. But nowadays, you know, there's a lot more information that's, readily available so it's great to you know come out here and, and join you today and and join iSpark and the Fit Nation group and and you know help spread that word so just so that we can reach many more ears and and show a lot more people of all the different opportunities that are out there. Thank you you know that's um, the whole part of the motivation of teachings in the air is to inspire and you are inspirational to me you know, I get inspired. Don't let anything stop you. you know, find a way. And I know that um, some of my relatives do. I wish there was teachings in the air and things like that. Because I have relatives that went through the same spinal cord injury and stuff, you know. Yeah, so thank you for being here. Grandmaster, you talk about challenges and success that you've seen in your term with um, Fit Nation. Yeah, my journey of Fit Nation <clears throat> started way back in 2014 and lots to reflect on and think about, but maybe one success that I would like to share is with a young man who probably doesn't even realize how much he helped me grow as a leader and he was just a little preteen at the rec center at the time I first met him. Uh, he's a young man now, so maybe he's listening out there, but if he is, like, I just want to thank him uh, from the bottom of my heart. Um, some challenges maybe that he helped me overcome, he doesn't even realize. Just like I mentioned before, I was trying to find out who I wanted to be in community. I was probably trying to find my identity. And by him showing up to the rec center every single day after school gave me purpose to be there as well. So just him and his presence being there, wanting to be there, always showing up the same time every day, it helped me become the leader that I'm still continuing to be. The teachings I learned from Dwayne, the teachings I learned from Tish Diamond, the teachings I learned from my coworkers Amanda and Richard. Um, all of those teachings happened at the leader training forum, but they came back with me to that community and allowed me to communicate with participants in that rec center every day. And that young boy at the time was a, uh, benefited from all the teachings I gained at Fit Nation leader training. And I was in Kitimat Village, uh, so when I speak about the rec center I was at, was in the, the Heisla Nation. Mm -hmm. And that young boy came out every day for almost two years straight, 
uh, joined our adult boot camp. We gave him a safe and welcoming environment. Uh, I used to say that he was uh, kind of kept to himself, kind of like I did in the Fit Nation leader training. And next thing you know, two years later, this boy was so comfortable and he knew when he was in the rec center, just happy, screaming in the hallway, joking <laughs> around. Kind of like how you parallel his growth. I experienced the same growth as well as a leader, becoming more confident in my voice. And this young man went from coming to the rec center on his own, by himself, doing his own thing, entered that welcoming, safe environment in our adult boot camp. We encouraged him, invited him back each time. Next thing you know, he's joining sports teams that he never used to be on. He's playing basketball with the, the boys that he never used to feel safe around. And very proud to share that. Unfortunately, when my time was up in that community, I would hear from people in that community community updating me on how he was doing. And I found out he was running uh, fitness activities for those basketball teams he was on. And he was traveling to tournaments with this team. And big picture-wise, you never know what a program may offer a participant. Uh, and I'd like to think that him joining our Fit Nation adult boot camp gave him the courage to try new things and also which led to him leaving community for other fun opportunities like basketball tournaments. And I heard that he's moved away from the community into a larger city setting to probably experience more that life has to offer. And you never know whose life can be impacted. And I'd like to, to hope and think that him joining our Fit Nation program was part of that journey and him becoming who he wants to be and exploring the world more and just finding his confidence to do that. So very <laughs> proud of that story. I'm going to say it until I'm gone from this world. <laughs> so happy. Oh, I'm so proud too. And I think of it because I think of how many of our youth get insecure and about wondering, can I go in there? Will they accept me? And also some of them being teased. You know, just because they're quiet or they're different or something, you know. So that's such a wonderful story. Thank you. So what we're going to do now is um, your choice. I'm going to ask you to give um, some words of encouragement or a message to... You can choose either to the communities or to the men or to the women or to the children about fitness. Pick a group in your mind or even to speak to everyone if you want about fitness. And, um, so we'll give a message. So we'll start with Duane. Um, so I've also had the uh, privilege of working with uh, IcePark on a schools project, uh, which is going into elementary schools mm-hmm. and, uh, and working with the educators on um, making them feel more comfortable and confident in delivering uh, physical activity and physical literacy in schools. And not just in the gym, but in the, uh, in the classroom too as well and then outdoors. And my message to them, uh, because um, it's unfortunate that uh, uh, British Columbia uh, education has taken away the um, PE specialists in elementary schools, these teachers are a little nervous and they're unsure of where uh, um, and how to, uh, to, to develop and, and, and take uh, PE to the next level. 
And I tell them the same thing, and I would mention it this week, is uh, everybody had, uh, has experienced what it's like to be active as a, as a child. So I tell them to be young, to have fun, um, and, and, and to explore PE through the eyes of when they were a child and deliver that message to their, the, t- the kids that they are working with. So I say that to everybody. I add a little piece on the end of it, uh, and we're talking healthy now, so I'll keep it healthy is be young, have fun, drink green tea. Oh, so what's with the green tea, Dwayne? Well, normally I would say Pepsi, but because we're being healthy on, uh, <laughs> on, on your podcast, Jerry, I'm going to say green tea. Okay. Uh, but, but green tea for me has something that um, Robin Edgar, who is our, um, our, we call her our mama, um, She, I have asthma and I have some other uh, um, ailments and, Teas have really helped me to um, to control some of those things, and um, a couple of green teas that she's mentioned and, and prescribed to me have really helped. So, I encourage you out there and is to utilize the plants that are in your community and, and find some teas that are really good for you, that are very healthy for you, and enjoy every sip. Oh, thank you. That's a good message, Richard. Do you have a message you'd like to give? Uh, for me, definitely working within the Indigenous community, but also the spinal cord injury community. It's, um, you know, I definitely know there's a lot of barriers and, and roadblocks there, too. And just to echo more of what Dwayne was just talking about, too, is just to get out and give it a try and, and go out and have fun. I know sometimes, you know, for me, when I grew up in my community, I was the only kid in a wheelchair. And, and there, I think there might have been one other kid that was a bit older than me. But so that was definitely a bit of a challenge. Um, but once I got involved into other programs and especially parasports programs, you know, it opened the door for me and I was able to just get out there and have fun. And um, that's the biggest thing. I was like, you know, I just want to make sure that, I, you know, I get out there and, and try something at least once and, and then I'll decide whether it's, you know, I enjoy it or not. But uh, I want to make sure, too, that if somebody comes out and tries a new sport or new program, that, yeah, they enjoy it the best, you know, the best that they can and, and are able to succeed at it and and that, yeah, you know, as we're talking about today, that we can now go back into our different communities and share that, spread that wealth, that knowledge. Um, so, yeah, so that's one of the big things, too, is just get out there and have fun and, and at least give it a try once. You know, a lot of people say, no, I can't do that. And it's like, well, uh, so sometimes, you know, everybody here knows you have to sort of plead and, and beg sometimes and our bribe <laughs> maybe with green tea or a, yeah. or a Coke or Pepsi and, yeah. and get them out there, out there to play and just give it a try and, and so that's one of the big things, too, is to, yeah, I always say just come on, give it a try once. You, who knows, you might enjoy it. And I was that story, too, that I, I really didn't want to play any any organized pair of sports. I was like, no, I'm having, having fun just with my family. But then once I got involved into wheelchair sports, it, it opened many doors for me. And, and so that was, you know, the rest was history. What was the first sport that you had done with the group? Actually, yeah, a wheelchair basketball team came to my school when I was in oh. high school. And so that really... Yeah, I at first I said no, and then actually whoever organized it, um, I guess I had a bit of a crush on her. She came and invited me, and I'm like, okay, sure, okay. I'll, I'll I'll join. Yeah. I'll do whatever you want. And so yeah, so I'm pretty glad that I get, went out there and gave it a shot, and and like I said, then that opened many doors for me, and and uh, here I am today. You know, I'm very ignorant about your life, anybody's life in a wheelchair. So I was thinking about what was the biggest joy for you to once you got into the basketball? Mainly, it was actually just working with a lot of different peers. Oh. So as I mentioned, I grew up in, in Couch, and, and so there was only a few of us that were 
had disabilities and and so I played with my family and friends you know let's say with baseball I would either be the pitcher or the catcher or something with the first baseman that I didn't have to wheel around okay. uh, same thing with football we adapted sports and I'd be the quarterback because that'd be the best spot for me and and with hockey we play ball hockey and so I I would be the goalie so we always adapted sports, which was fun and, and made me push harder to, you know, wheel against all my friends and cousins that were running and jumping. So that pushed me to be as strong as them. But then once I got involved into wheelchair sports, then I was like, wow, this is, they're, you know, they're all the same as me. They're all my peers, my equals. And, and so I learned a lot too. I, I, I was able to talk to somebody in my same situation. And so I was able to learn more from them. And so that totally helped me out too. And I know that's the same with, you know, any of the the mentors that we have now, but also, you know, introducing them to new athletes and new programs and so they can, you know, just like um, with some of the stories that were earlier that, you know, you can always help one person and, and who knows that can mushroom into more and more people. And so, yeah. Yeah, I'm just so amazed because I was thinking about my own insecurities. I can jump and run like you're saying. So I was thinking, that must have been an incredible feeling for you. It, yeah. It's always fun. I mean, yeah. I'm the, I always say no. It's, um, I always say this is just another chapter. Yeah. Whenever somebody does encounter a spinal cord injury or whatever ailment they have, and I say, you know, you, you can't think about what you've lost, but I'm like, no, you think about what you still have and still you still can move on. And, you know, I, I would... Uh, I always say, you know, me and my friends, we say, no, we're not inspirations. We're still living our life. You know, I'm still driving. I'm still doing my laundry. I'm still throwing out my garbage, and I'm still getting speeding tickets and <laughs> whatever and, and forgetting to get those eggs that yeah. day. And so, you know, we're still living our life. and But, yeah, we're still getting out there and still playing sports, you know, getting back to work, coming out and sharing some stories like today. And so we're uh, still just living our life and just having a good time. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Grandmaster, um, what message would you give and who would you give it to? Yeah, I was thinking about what I was going to say, and I was very proud and happy with what I shared earlier this week at our leader training. So just to kind of repeat that we trained 11 new Fit Nation leaders in our physical activity program, and I asked them, to share in their first opening circle who at any point in their life was a role model to them. And it could have been at any phase of their life as a young one or in their teens or even right now today who they continue to look up to. And a lot of them were very open and shared who's important to them and why they, why they mean so much to them and, help them get to where they are today. And my, by saying that, I just wanted to remind them that they might not even know it, but they are a role model for somebody in their community. They might not even know it. And I just want to send a message out there into our Indigenous communities that just repeat the message I shared with our new Fit Nation leaders that somebody is always looking up to you and you might not even know it. By you waking up to go to work each and every day, you never know that somebody within your field of work is looking forward to seeing you that day. You might be that important person to somebody that 
that makes him excited to go see you and he might not even know it. Um, and I'm finding that I really want to motivate Indigenous community to stay on their path, especially individuals within community who are doing a lot of work that um, is very important into helping our young ones grow up into the next leaders of our Indigenous communities. So people out there, you, you, I just wanted to let you know, you never know that who's looking up to you. You are important and just stay on your path because our Indigenous people need you in the roles you're in, no matter what field of work, and they're looking up to you. And you're building a future for them to continue on to build for the ones of our Indigenous nations that aren't even born yet. And I think that's what we did today at Fit Nation. And it, our vehicle of healing that we chose was physical activity and that's doing a huge part for our communities so just a shout out to all the role models out there just keep doing what you're doing and beautiful work is happening and our next generation's gonna pick up where we left off and they're gonna continue to do that work so the work you do right now matters oh thank you i'd like to thank my guests um our my guest amanda had to leave you know she's traveling but you know this whole podcast about fitness and fit nation you know and i i keep coming because i know i my life was transformed by becoming active you know like every human being you know i i, I too went through depressions and i share with the fit nation leaders that are being trained here you know that that's what got me out of depression moving and breathing together with a group so i would encourage everyone to keep moving if you don't lose it you will lose it you know movement is medicine expand those lungs you know push yourself every day if you can if not at least three times a day Make it at the minimum. Go out into nature. Go out in the canoes. Go out in the boats. You know, the, go out onto the trails. And you, you elders, bring your children out there. Bring them out and show them the medicines and the trails by the water. And you adults support every community I know we have volunteers that will train our children in basketball and soccer and fastball, you know, and slow pitch. Go out and help, too. I'd like to encourage all of you out there listening, participate by moving your own body, but also by helping others help others. You know, we grow a strong spirit and we, we're generous with our time and we're generous with kind words. Our spirit will strengthen. And that's what I was thinking of with this, with this podcast as we're going home. As an indigenous people, we're going home to be fit nations again. I dream of it. I see it happening. You know, and just the numbers, like 60,000 participants in, in healthy living and that nation you know that's that's very inspiring to me it brings hope because um in my life since 1976 i've been working with our brothers and sisters that suffer from addictions and from mental health issues and physical health and 
violence and residential school, 60 scoop, all of those things. And I know one of the medicines for them is movement. And Fit Nation is a medicine too. And it's a good medicine because it doesn't cost anything anywhere. You know, you <laughs> I'm trained with the group here out in the parking lot. You know, we've gone out there and trained in the parking lot, which showed us we could do it anywhere. We don't need the big expensive equipment. If you do have it, use it and respect it. But if you don't have it, that's okay. Because you think of our ancestors, they didn't have gymnasiums. They didn't have uh, stationary bikes or even arenas. But they were still fit. They could still run game down by foot. My great-grandfather could catch grouse by hand. You know, when I heard that story, I was shaking my head as it can't be, you know. But they would tell me how he trained himself so I know it can be done. Because he knew where they lived. He knew when to jump to grab their feet before they got too far off the ground. If you hunted grouse, you know what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> you get near them, all of a sudden you hear and they're flying away, you know. So I'm thinking about my great-grandfather catching them. That's Fit Nation. You know, and I think of, um, they, they would tell stories about my relatives that could carry 200 pounds, no problem. You know, for miles. And that's deer on their back, a whole deer. You know, they could do those things. And a woman carrying incredible weight and berries off the mountains. When I think of the fitness of our people, when I say we're going home, that's my dream and my wish. And it can start to happen with Fit Nation. So if you hear about an advertisement, about an invitation to be a Fit Nation leader, I encourage you to fill out the form and send it in. There are many that do and didn't make it. Don't give up. Keep sending it. You know, because it's getting to be... um, a popular program. People want to come to be a Fit Nation leader. You know, and it's, um, I'm just so proud of it. You know, it's, uh, there's no politics in it. There's no religion in it. It's just about taking care of our body and our spirit by being together. They call us a Fit Nation family, and it feels like it, and I come here. These are my brothers and my sisters or my nephews and my nieces. We come together to move, to sweat together, and laugh together, you know, to learn. I was telling the group today, I learned from Dwayne. You know, like um, all my life I've been running and walking. And I I did start experiencing things with my shins and my ankles and stuff. Dwayne was teaching us how to warm up. Heel walks, toe walks, heel, toe walks. And I do that till this day. And I'm so thankful for that because I can, my ankles, I feel all right. I warm up properly and I cool down and I stretch and I do the things that Fit Nation taught me. You know, so I encourage you, if you hear of a Fit Nation leader in your community and they're looking for participants, sign up. Go join Bring your nephew along, your niece along. Bring somebody along. Become part of Fit Nation. Become part of going home. 
because we're going home to be fit nations again. I know it. I feel it. I sense it. We're going to push our youth and our children to be fit. You know, and I think of, um, I have so many of examples of success that I've seen in life. I'm sitting with success today. You know, these men that I'm with today are successful. In a good way, in a kind way, in a generous way. So I just encourage you to use these as role models that you heard today. To encourage people, to welcome people to fitness, a fitness way of life. Fitness is medicine. Movement is medicine. You know, as I age, sometimes I can feel just a little twinge of arthritis sometimes in my hands and my knees, you know. And I know it's, I accept it as part of being an elder. But um, Fit Nation gives me lotions made out of devil's club and stuff to rub in my body, and I use it. I use whatever is out there to help me to keep moving. So I encourage you to do the same. Keep moving. So you can enjoy your family. It's like that story of the grandparent getting down on the floor with the grandchildren. That's such a wonderful story because they can move together. When we move together, it's a good feeling. That's one of our teachings as indigenous people. Ah, let's go. And make sure we leave no one behind. Do our best to include everyone to come with us that we will become a fit nation. So I'd just like to thank my guests again, and I just had a thought that I'd like you to do, and um, I'm going to start with Duane this time. Every movement that continues, we need support from leadership. And I heard um, Duane mention Rick, and um, we have Robin. You know, they put in a lot of hours. So I'd just like to give you, give you an opportunity to say, Thank you to the, our leaders. Just give you a, give a thank you to them because um, often they don't hear that. It's like nurses in the hospitals, often they don't hear a thank you or a doctor, you know. So, Duane, would you like to give a, a thank you message to our leaders? Definitely. Um, really and truly, if it was not for Rick Brandt, um, I wouldn't be sitting here today with you and having this conversation. He was the one that approached me and, and, and asked if I could uh, provide this program and, and create this program for Indigenous communities. And, and because of Rick, um, I have a newfound respect for um, Indigenous people. Uh, I'm not Indigenous, uh, but uh, I do come from a, a West Indian background and uh, histories are similar. Um, so when I do sit at the table with Indigenous uh, men and women, I feel like I'm home, um, so I thank them for opening their doors to me, and, and I thank Rick for, for providing this um, part of my journey in, in my life um, and seeing uh, a program that um, I had my doubts when I first created it uh, to see where it is and the success it is today. And, and to all the leaders who have made it the success that it is, um, like, like you said, um, I just lay the teachings at their feet. It's, it's for them to take them and, and, uh, and provide for their communities and, and then bring back and share with us and, and so that we can evolve the program 
every year. So thank you to all those uh, Fit Nation leaders out there and, and to especially uh, to Rick Brand. Thank you. Grandmaster. I just want to echo Dwayne and just thank the leadership of iSpark, Rick Brent, Dwayne Roberts, Tish Diamond, one of our champion facilitators who also led the way of what fit, how Fit Nation looks today, Robin Edgar, lots to name, Michelle Webster, Amanda DeFay, Jesse Toynbee, and we're very, very grateful to have our friend Richard Peter it's just amazing how things work out where whoever we exactly need the most ends up finding their way to help us. I'm a true believer in when something, we need something and just somebody magically just appears to continue our enhancement of what this program continues to look like. Also, would like to echo Dwayne and thanking all of the Fit Nation leaders that have been trained to date, including the ones from this week, because we all believe that without them, we wouldn't be as motivated to continue to do what we are doing as facilitators and staff, whether it's uh, creating resources, lots of hours put into the new Fit Nation manual, and the way it was designed to be welcoming and safe so that nobody in community is left behind. And we were very happy to share that with our leaders this week. And without our leaders' participation and without their feedback and recommendations and advice, Fit Nation would not be where it is today as our leaders continue to tell us what communities are needing and they are the masters of their own communities and we're very, very fortunate to be led by our leaders. And that's what I love about Fit Nation and our Icebark programming. We, we are guided by community and if it wasn't for community, we would not be as successful as we are and we're gonna continue to be successful because of our leaders and participants. So thank you to all those leaders and future leaders. Thank you. Richard, you can, your chance to give a big thank you to. First, I'll say hi, Thank you mm -hmm. to you, Jerry, too, for letting us to get out here and share our voices. Um, you know, of course, thanking iSpark and Fit Nation to get out here and, and share my voice. But even on top of that, you know, there's um, BC Wheelchair Basketball, you know, BC Wheelchair Sports, Canadian Paralympic Committee, They've done a lot of help to get me to where I'm here today. Um, and then even to go farther back, you know, uh, Couch and Tribes, my community back home and my family, you know, without my parents and my grandparents that have given me a lot of teachings, telling me to get where I'm here today, you know, um, without, you know, as we talked about earlier, without all that encouragement from our, our family and our communities, you know, they're the ones that have helped us get us here today to, to share our stories with you. And so we've got a lot of support with everybody that's been behind us and, and led us to where we are here today. So, yeah, it's Heichka Siam to all of those people that are behind us and, and gave us that extra push to get us here today. Ah, Heichka Siam. Thank you. I'd just like to thank my guests again, you know, for coming on to Teachings on the Air. Um, going home. It's Fit Nation. So I'd just like to thank you and um, continue on with the good work working with the people. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Vaccine need. Hello.